Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Brooke, and we're coming to you today from our respective home offices in Portland, Oregon. Brooke, did you know that CVEN is offering its certification exams at no charge? No way. What's the catch? (laughs) Brooke, there is no catch. From now until August 31st, anyone can certify in any of the CVEN solutions in just a few steps. First, you choose the certification that best suits your skills, then you start studying for the exam. You can join a study group, binge on some online training videos, and take the test on your own time. After that, share your newly earned credentials with your network. Wait, this sounds a little too good to be true. Is this only for hotel and event professionals? Nope, this includes hospitality students as well. You know what, I did hear about this. I heard it also includes the new venue sourcing certification. That's for event planners and organizers who use the Cvent supplier network. Yep, and at no cost. Anyone can get certified by going to cvent.com slash podcast and click on the ad at the top of the page. You don't need a code or special link. This is free to all meetings and hospitality professionals through August 31st. And Cvent is offering free training as well. This is such a great opportunity for meeting planners, suppliers, and even students. Since March, over 12,000 professionals have registered to get certified. You can join them by going to cvent.com slash podcast. And today we have a special treat for you guys. We have Jeffrey Emenecker, Senior Director of Analytics at Cvent, to talk to us about some really important trends that you're not going to want to miss. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You guys will as well. Jeffrey came with some insights into how hoteliers can strategize with opening up again in the not so distant future. I totally agree. Let's hear what Jeffrey has to say. All right, Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Cvent and how you started here? Sure thing. And then thanks so much for having us really looking forward to this conversation. So at Cvent, um, I spend most of my time on the hotelier side of the business working with our hotels and really kind of all things analytics is, is kind of what I focus on with them. So we have some specific analytics products that are customers use. A lot of it is around competitive benchmarking, things of that nature. So myself and my team spend a lot of time on those products and helping explain those to our customers. And then the other kind of part of my job is talking more externally to customers, to folks in the industry, et cetera, about what we're seeing in, in terms of what's happening in the industry, what are, you know, where our planners sourcing, what kind of meetings are they are occurring, you know, what are they looking to do? What does pricing look like in the industry? So really kind of sharing insights from all the data that we have um, from our network just to help people get a better sense for what's going on and and how to react to it, et cetera. That sounds really awesome. And I know you're conducting some really excellent global webinars and these are every month. You look at what meeting planners are doing and the state of the sourcing of meetings, but I heard that there was some really promising news that you came across last week. Can you tell us a little bit about what you discovered? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the key metrics that we watch is a couple of key metrics, well, there's several really, but a couple of the key ones kind of at the very highest level, one is in terms of just how many meetings are being sourced kind of year over year. And that clearly has been down quite a bit uh, since kind of COVID really kicked in in the, in the U.S. and in March, you know, around March 15th or so. The other metric that we watch is kind of week to week, how many RFPs are being sent out, right? So we saw a pretty, you know, dramatic drop kind of in in the beginning of March. And then 
kind of week over week, the number of, of meetings that were being sourced by planners has continued to decrease, but, but at a, a kind of decreasing rate, so to speak. So if I look at a specific week and compare that number to the week prior, it continued to go down, but not by a lot over the last few weeks. And then this, this very last week was the first week since March 1st, where the number of RFPs sent out was greater than the week prior. So it's kind of the first time we've gone from kind of being in the red to being in the black in terms of activity happening in the market. So definitely a promising sign that everyone's looking for. I think, you know, we were, it appeared that we were kind of hitting you know, the bottom, so to speak, or at least a bottom. And um, it's nice to see, you know, we were kind of waiting for when are we going to finally kind of go green, so to speak. And uh, it looks like last week was the first week that that happened. So we're, you know, everybody's kind of happy to see some positive signs there. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic news. And I have to imagine, you know, the question next on everybody's mind is, you know, what now? So like now we're thinking about hotels, maybe reopening. How should they be approaching that? Sure. So I think, you know, as hotels, you know, it's obviously been a, a tough time. A lot of folks have been, you know, not on site at all, just kind of coming back to work, et cetera. You know, executing on meetings is going to start with baby steps, really. And, you know, in the near term, it's obvious that it's going to be the smaller meetings are the ones that actually can occur, right? There is obviously there are some cities that are still fairly locked down. There's others where they're allowing smaller gatherings. You know, in some places it's 10 people, in some places it's a little bit more than that. And that obviously will kind of continue to change over the next few weeks. But in general, you're not going to be able to have a very large meeting. So it's going to be those small meetings that happen at first. And I, and I think what's going to be really important is executing those first few events really, really well, right? So you, you don't want to take a group. You don't want to have a meeting at your hotel and you're, until you're ready from you know, a cleanliness, a process perspective to make sure that that event goes really well. Because if it doesn't, word's going to get out quickly, right? And it's going to going to, you know, obviously create a bad impression with that group, but more importantly, where it's going to get around that maybe folks are not ready to have meetings yet, this hotel wasn't ready, et cetera. And so it's, it's important, I think, early on to take on meetings that you feel really confident about executing flawlessly on from a social distancing, from a cleanliness, and just an overall execution perspective. You know, the other thing that I'd say is that, you know, because the meetings are going to be small, folks don't want to travel a lot right now. Obviously, there's not a lot of folks getting on airplanes. And so I think there's going to be a tendency for meetings to stay local. And so as a hotelier, you're going to want to, you know, more than ever really be reaching out to your local organizations, local corporations, etc., to see kind of what kinds of meetings they're thinking about having or maybe they didn't think they could have a meeting, but realize you're able to kind of convince them, hey, I can have I can have 10 or 20 or 25 of you in here. Here's the way we're going to execute on it. It's going to be safe. It's going to be good. Your people are anxious to get back together in some sense. Again, here's a way that we can execute on it safely. I think there's a real opportunity to be able to do that. Obviously, in not all places immediately, but over the next few weeks, those are the kinds of things that you're going to want to to jump on to be able to again kind of prove to yourself and prove to your customers that yeah we can we can meet again we can be safe we can execute on things etc. Yeah, that's really interesting. And and you talked about uh, you know the importance of starting with baby steps and you know it's really not a good idea for anybody to just dive right into the deep end. But during these first stages of restarting, how do you recommend that hoteliers approach this in terms of things like staffing and even pricing? 
Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a, there's a few things that I, that I would say, you know, one, it's going to be important to keep an eye on what's happening with competitors, what's happening in the market in terms of demand, right? What are, you know, obviously you have a good sense for what you're seeing personally in terms of meeting requests, et cetera, but you're going to want tools to be able to understand what's happening in your market and with your competitors as well. And, and in doing so, that's going to give you better information to go to your management company, your ownership group, and give them a sense for when you need the staff to execute on events and to staff up to respond to meeting requests, et cetera. Obviously, owners are watching their bottom lines, you know, more than ever, right, in the environment that we're in. They're, they're doing everything they can to manage expenses and keep them as low as possible. And so they're going to be hesitant to bring back sales team members, operations people, any sooner than they have to. And so the sooner that you can get your owners comfortable with looking at kind of weekly demand numbers for what you're seeing, what your competitors are seeing, what the market is seeing, you're going to be able to, A, see those 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 kind of um, spots where things start to tick up. You're going to see them quickly and they're going to be, they're going to be waiting for you to show them that, right? And you'll have them prepped to understand, look, when I start to see numbers move from X to Y, that's when I'm going to need staffing. And so when that actually happens, they're going to be ready and prepared to bring back the staff that you need. So I think it's the sooner that you could do that and get uncomfortable looking at that data, the easier it's going to be to be able to kind of bring back staffing. From a pricing perspective, same thing, right? You're really going to want to keep an eye on where your competitors are pricing things for future arrival dates. Um, you know, one of the things that that we look at a lot in our data is to see what are the differences in prices for different arrival dates, right? And there's, you know, there are large differences, as you might imagine. You know, most of the events, to the extent that any are even happening in Q2, the prices for those have dropped quite a bit. Um, prices are still down for Q3 of this year. Um, and Q4, although not nearly as much as Q2, um, we haven't seen much price drop yet for 2021, especially Q1. Uh, generally, so far, folks are kind of keeping their pricing um, where they normally would like to be for those time periods. We'll see how that changes. But again, that's something that you're definitely going to want to keep kind of a close eye on is to understand you know, what your competitors are doing in that space specifically. So interesting, especially with the staffing that you were talking about. I hadn't really thought about it in that way. And, you know, we're, we've been talking a lot about in-person events versus like virtual events, for example. But there's also this big bucket of hybrid events, which a lot of people are saying is something we're going to be seeing for a very long time. And I know our hotelier customers are really interested in learning more about this and how this is going to impact them or how they can prepare to conduct these types of events. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something that um, uh, specifically I've, I've gotten a lot of questions about lately. So just to, just to very kind of briefly explain what a hybrid event is, it's an event where there are, say, just you know, as an example, say there are gonna be a thousand attendees, right? For this event overall, you might have a hundred of them in person and 900 of them virtual or you know obviously as we move forward in the kind of weeks and months to come you know those percentages could change for sure but it's it's some mix of folks who are on site at the hotel or the or whatever venue you're having your event at and then some folks who are 
attending virtually. So that's kind of what a hybrid event means. And obviously hoteliers are, they want to know more about it because they're hearing a lot about it from planners, right? Planners are saying, look, this is a way that we want to be able to execute events in the future. And kind of to your, to your point, Brooke, it's going to be, you know, much more prevalent. And so I think, you know, it's going to be very important for hoteliers to show and convince meeting planners that we have the technology team and the right technology here at our hotel to be able to execute this event, right? If you're putting on, if you have a speaker who's speaking to obviously some group of folks, um, you know, in person, but yet you're also kind of broadcasting out to potentially a lot more people virtually, all that tech needs to be right and the experience needs to be, needs to be spot on. And so hotels that can demonstrate that yes, we have the team to do this. We know how to do this, you know, and eventually we've done it. And here's, here's, here's how it's gone. We've gotten great satisfaction. Here's some, you know, potential videos about it, a case study, et cetera. It's going to be a huge advantage in the, in the future, right? Because planners are going to be nervous about executing these kinds of events. In many cases, they haven't done it before, but they know they need to. And so if a hotel can come to them and say, hey, you know, we've done it before. We've got this. Here's how it works going to be a really, really big advantage to be able to win business relative to your competitors in the future. So once you've done it, once you've done one of these, you know, you should definitely talk about it. You should promote it. Um, you should, you know, in, in every way kind of that you can think of, of kind of getting the word out, you definitely should, because it will be a big uh, competitive advantage for sure. Yeah. I mean, I personally am so excited to start to see these hybrid events come to life. I think we're going to see all kinds of fun new ways to execute events, both, you know, in person and virtually. Um, and, and I know we talk a lot about, you know, moving back to these in-person events and naturally the next conversation is social distancing, right? So how can... Yeah the the hotels when they're talking about group business and they're talking to these planners how can they help when it comes to that maintaining the social distance requirements yeah so i think there's you know there's a a few different things one is that you're going to want to have um great um technology in a way to kind of demonstrate very clearly right here's how we're going to lay out your rooms right and here's where people are going to be Here's what the flow is going to be like from room to room, even the flow within a room, et cetera, and show kind of how, you know, the space that everybody, you know, A, is required and B, probably more importantly, is just simply comfortable with, like, here's how we're going to go about that. Here's what the diagram is going to look like, right? Um, also doing kind of sites visit virtually, right? So having a way to do kind of a three-dimensional tour that show clients, you know, here's what, here's what your event's gonna look like, here's what our space looks like without obviously them having to come and do a site visit, et cetera. That's gonna be really important to do. And then one other thing I would say is, you know, for those hotels that have an outdoor space, um, you should promote that, right? And you should talk about the fact that, you know, as much as is possible, we'd love to have your event outdoor, right? In general, right, people, and I think that the science is pretty clear on this, that generally being outdoors is safer than being indoors, right? Where possible. And so hotels that have outdoor space and can show, hey, here's how we can make this work outside. It's going to be a, be a real advantage for sure um, that people are going to feel more comfortable in that kind of a setting uh, as opposed to kind of strictly indoors. And so that's definitely another thing. If you can, if you can find a way to execute it at your hotel, you're definitely going to want to play that up. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and I know, Jeffrey, in the Cvent Supplier Network that um, you use microsites as a really critical way to get your messages out to potential planners that are looking to source events later in the year. So what are just a few of the, the really important ways that hoteliers can maximize these microsites? Yeah, I think, you know, this is something that we launched, you know, I guess about a year ago. And it's, it's, it's a way to just really be able to be much more specific and focused around either a, uh, a message that you're trying to get out or a specific segment of folks that you're trying to talk to, et cetera. And, and you know, and so in this case, um, you really want to focus on a few things. One, you know, any kind of important announcements that you need to make to planners about when you're opening, um, how you're opening, how you're staffed, what kind of events you're looking to take on, you know, being able to kind of spell that out clearly there, highlighting, you know, how you're responding to the specific safety measures that need to be in place and kind of updating that over time. You can really kind of showcase and highlight the amenities that you have there. Um, leverage any videos that you have. We kind of talked about before the ability to kind of show uh, virtually, here's what our space looks like. Here's what events can look like in our space. You can, you can have all of that content there. Um, include a lot of the popular search terms that people are looking for. You're going to want to include those in your microsite so that they find it very easily. And just in general, kind of make it, you know, you can make it more engaging, right? You have a lot more, you have more flexibility with the microsite as opposed to your general profile page within CVent in terms of kind of how you present how you can execute on events, show off your property, show off your space, show off your staff. So, you know, be creative and, and, and make it engaging. It's a real, it's a, again, it's a way to really kind of draw out some of the, the positive and un unique things about your venue relative to your competitors. Well, Jeffrey, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Um, but I mean, every time, you know, you, you've been talking during this interview, it's, it really sounds like it's been super important to show, show the planners that you have the space, show them that you've done it before. And it sounds like this microsite is the place to do it, right? And I'm sure, sure there's a lot of hotels out there that have the time and resources to put together this, you know, microsite that's going to really help draw business to them. But, but what if they don't? What, like, what options are there to help them get the best, you know, their best foot forward to all of these planners out there that are looking to, to book some venues? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, certainly in some cases we can help. So I think, um, you know, there are, we've really, it's been impressive to see kind of how we've gone above and beyond to help our customers uh, in, in a myriad of different ways, it help them do things that maybe normally we wouldn't help them do because, you know, A, we hadn't thought of it, or B, they don't, you know, they don't need the help, et cetera. So we really do have a lot of resources to help with those things. So if there's something that you really want to do, Brooke, like you're talking about, but to say, hey, we need some help, ask us, because there's, there's a lot of things that we can do um, that, you know, again, traditionally, you might not think of us doing. I, you know, I can, I, can, I can definitely speak personally about, you know, just from a kind of data of an analysis perspective, I've definitely spent some uh, time with specific customers kind of digging into things that normally they would never ask me to do and spend time helping them talk to their owners or their executives, et cetera, about things. So we, did, we, um, we as a team are really kind of trying to go above and beyond to do everything we can to help our customers and, and be in this together with them. So um, ask, I guess was yeah. what I would always say and, and ask and, and, you know, we, we'll do everything we can to, to kind of get you what you need. Cause you know, we want the, yeah, obviously we want our partners to be successful. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is actually something Cody and I have seen over and over. You know, we do three of these interviews a week and it's been just overwhelming to us seeing how the events community has really come together to help each other out during this time. I'm sure you're seeing all kinds of things from the hotel side. I mean, I know Cody and I have heard a few stories here and there, but, but what are hoteliers doing in this kind of spirit of goodwill? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously, I think the most powerful thing that, that we've seen is how they've, you know, allowed their space to be used for first responders, um, folks working, you know, on the kind of on the front lines from a health perspective, from an essential working perspective. So I've also, I mean, I've seen things such as um, near uh, power plants, right, who are, you know, you may have a power plant that is kind of working overtime near a hospital or other things of that nature, right, where it really can't go down. I mean, I've seen hotels say, hey, look, whatever you need, we know we're going to have extra people coming in and folks are going to be working in super short shifts. So they need a place to go and sleep for four to six hours, you know, before they go back on their, on another shift, et cetera. Here's a hotel for you to be able to kind of use just, you know, for things like that. So, you know, those things I've seen lots of stories around that. That's just, you know, it's, it's very, very inspiring, very, very, very powerful. Obviously the, the hotel industry in general is, you know, is going through a very tough time financially, but it's been, um, it's been powerful to see, you know, kind of how they've stepped up and, and, that, and, and in that sense, you know, it's, it's, it's been inspiring, but not necessarily surprising. Um, a lot of my industry, I, I should say a lot of my career, I've worked in um, several different industries. And one of the things, you know, I've been more focused on hospitality over the last 10 years or so. And the thing that's always struck me, and it sounds kind of cliched, but folks that work in hospitality are very hospitable. Like they like to take care of people. And that's why, they've gotten into the business and why they've studied it and they really take pride in, in taking care of people. And I think that has really kind of come out in spades as we've kind of gone through this as, as much as we've been, you know, hurt and, and devastated in the short term from a financial perspective, we're still there to support and help people and in, in however we can, right. And providing them shelter and a place to stay and food, et cetera. It's been, it's been very, uh, you know, powerful to see. Gosh, I just, I really love that message. You know, the hotel industry has been hit possibly the hardest, but they're still yeah, doing right. whatever yes. they can. They're yep. really still doing everything they can to help out their community. And that's just, is, is so cool to hear. I, I love hearing messages like that. So Jeffrey, I do have to ask you our favorite question. If you had to leave just one takeaway for the hospitality industry, what would that be? Flexibility, right? I think recovery is coming, right? Events are coming back. It's the, it's the human condition to want to be together and, and socialize with others and learn from others and be with others. So I, there's no doubt that's going to come back, but it's going to take a while for that to, to get back to normality. And in the meantime, you know, there's going to be, there'll be a lot of different ways that people are going to try to get as close to that as possible. And so be flexible, be creative in terms of how you respond to events, um, how you execute events, how you demonstrate that you can execute events, you know, all of those things, the, the flexibility and creativity that you can put forth is, is what's going to be needed and what's going to help you succeed. Yeah, that's some solid advice. You know, I know, Jeffrey, I know you're a, a, a data guy, and I'm <laughs> sure that you've been looking at numbers. Is there anything you want to promote or share with our listeners? Yeah, so a couple things. One, we just put out um, a guide 
It's called the Hotels Manager's Guide to Restarting Group and Transient Business. It's really, really great. So a, a lot of the things that we've touched on today, um, touched on in much more detail in that guide. So it's really a way kind of to think about, you know, and, and understand, you know, A, what's happening right now in the industry, what are the main trends and how are things changing? And two, kind of how to adjust to those, right? What are, what are gonna be some new challenges? What are gonna be new expectations? What are planners really looking for? What are the things that are important to them that they're gonna to wanna to see before they give you their business? And then, you know, lastly, kind of, okay, well, what are the steps then that I can take to kind of meet those expectations and challenges? It's a really great guide, a lot of great information. So I would definitely highly recommend that. The other thing I recommend just a a shameless plug. Uh, once a month, um, I do a, a webinar um, where we share kind of the latest trends that we're seeing in terms of kind of what's happening in the industry from a pricing and a demand perspective and conversion, et cetera. Um, be on the lookout for those. Next one is June 12th. Certainly, if you go to cvent.com, you can find all the information. Um, but uh, there's always really good, you know, kind of the very latest data that I share kind of in terms of Kind of where we're headed and and you know brooke kind of touched in the beginning right we're, we're we're starting to see some green shoots a little bit in the last week so hopefully that will continue and this would be a great way to kind of get uh a little bit more detail about what's happening there yeah i actually had a chance to look at the hotel manager's guide to restarting group and transient business and it is awesome so i would definitely recommend everybody taking a look in fact we'll make sure that there's a link in the episode description and at cvent.com podcast so all of you can take a quick peek as well and jeffrey on behalf of cody and myself thank you so much for joining us today this was an amazing conversation this was such an excellent topic to have on the podcast you know it's so nice to hear some positive news in terms of a recovery on the horizon I a thousand percent agree. And I really liked all his advice on how hotels can start at square one and truly begin planning a successful future. That's right. Well, for our listeners to get more episodes and exclusive content, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. And if anyone out there would like to be on the show, please reach out at podcast at cvent.com. Before you guys know it, we're going to have another great episode. So we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.